Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. You are listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is our review of the Lego Batman movie. It must be great to be Batman. Thank you. I'm blushing super hard under the mask. Batman! Pray God. Thanks, Batman! Yeah. I can only imagine he's going home right now to party the night away, surrounded by friends and lady activewear models. Hey, computer. I'm home. I'm home. I'm home. All right, everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for the Lego Batman movie. The story is as follows. There are big changes brewing in Gotham, but if Batman wants to save the city from the Joker's hostile takeover, he may have to drop the lone vigilante thing, try to work with others, and maybe, just maybe, learn how to lighten up a bit. The cast includes Will Arnett, Zach Galifianakis, Michael Sarah, Rosario Dawson, and Rafe Fiennes. It is directed by Chris McKay. And written by a lot of people, Seth Graham Smith, Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, Jared Stern, and John Whittington. Joining me for this review, I have Mike Vermette. How's it going, everyone? And as a guest back on the show again, we've got DJ Valentine from SimplisticReviews.net. I'm not Batman. (laughs) Are you sure you're not Batman? I'm pretty sure. I checked my ID earlier and it said that... I was this guy named DJ, but he's pretty cool too. So I won't be Batman this episode, but next week maybe, maybe I'll be Batman. Oh, okay. I also have laryngitis. I don't know if that's been clear or not. Uh, <laughs> I'm screaming a lot and attending a lot of sporting events. I, I apologize for my voice. No, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Does anybody else find that like when the, when they were done watching the movie, they just wanted to talk like Batman like all the time? Oh God! For like th- for three hours, I was talking like Will Arnett the entire time, ordering uh, milkshakes from uh, Steak and Shake and uh, really really thin fries with the you know the the parsley on it. Yeah, I was doing that the whole, the whole for three hours, and I had to I had to catch myself. I don't know. I was I was talking like Bane again after seeing that movie. <laughs> the Benson's I love Bane. How they like completely got like Tom Hardy's voice perfectly. Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's funny he has like three lines in the movie and they're all like that's all it's chaos it was awesome that's essentially all he does in the movie I absolutely love this film's humor so so much um, let's dive into our thoughts on the movie obviously there's a lot of stuff to get excited over and geek about uh, DJ you're the guest let's start with you what did you think of the Lego Batman movie here's the sad thing in a comedy that is a living, breathing product placement for a toy company, I saw a greater understanding of Batman <laughs> than, than in the present live-action version of the character. Uh, True that. I mean, the Lego Batman, much like the first Lego movie, is really like a, it's like a, a supreme pizza. It's good as a whole, but there's like so many little morsels flying at you all so fast all at once, you're likely to miss m- many somethings. <laughs> So this movie has maximum replay or rewatch uh, rewatchability factor, and there was like a brief moment in the beginning uh, during a very long awkward tension joke that I was worried like, oh man, did, did, am I already tired of this? 
but then it kicks into high gear the the instant he kicks Alfred in the face. So yes, this is uh, this movie from beginning to end. I was laughing and I was laughing at some of the jokes that I guess were just in the background. The background jokes of this movie where they're not like Batman telling a joke or something like that. Like. Uh, spur the jaw shark saying I've got tone makes me laugh <laughs> extremely I, I mean rubbing my eyes uh, stand still muggle that stuff is so funny and it's so fast if you're not paying attention because my friend was like did you catch the suicide squad rib and I'm like no I didn't I didn't I didn't oh even yeah catch it. that was so and great he explained it to me I was like oh so it's so much stuff coming at you so fast you don't have a t- chance to just take it all in so which is smart by them you want to watch this movie like three or four times and it's like built for you to watch it three or four times especially if you're a dc or a comic book fan it's so much crazy easter eggy stuff in there zesty cola from freaking dick grayson soda of choice from the comic books uh ferris airs all over the damn place it's this whole bunch of cool stuff in this movie and <laughs> for as much of it is got a lot of adult humor because I'm a big child. There's this it, kids. I was in the theater with kids and they were losing their freaking mind over uh, Robin. So uh, Michael Sarah's Robin. Is this a to me? It's just one of these movies where I hope it's up for Academy Awards down the line. But I mean, we're really, 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 really early in the season. Just so it just shows that you can have kind of a spoofy fun with a movie again. I know the epic movie guys have kind of ruined that <laughs> with uh, Meet the Spartans all this. Because this is essentially as close to a Naked Gun movie as we're, we're going to get with uh, in, in, in cinemas, you know, that we've had for a very, very long time. Alright, well now the ultimate question, because you brought up Academy Awards here, and I'll ask right. this of you as well, Mike. DJ. Yeah. Better or worse or equal to the Lego movie? Okay, now... You gotta understand. I preface this, folks. Do not, do not crucify me. I am a huge ba- uh, comic book fan, and I'm, I'm a large Batman fan, so I'm a little biased. I'm going to say better, just because it's just it, it was something like like the movie was talking to me. Lego Movie has it's like pop culture jokes all over the place, and it has that warm moment in there. But Batman, Lego Batman, has warm moments that I did not see coming at all. <laughs> oh, like the homoerotic relationship between the Joker and the Batman. Yeah, the I was like, amazing. I was like, what is, is I'm, am I getting a little emotional? <laughs> it's like of- they took the moment from the Dark Knight where Heath Ledger says, you complete me. And they turned that into an entire <laughs> joke throughout the whole movie. I have a feeling that was the pitch of the movie. Okay, remember that scene in the Dark Knight where Joker says, you complete me? Let's do a whole movie based on that line. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I say better because I, again, it, it, all of the jokes seem to be for me. Like, they were trying to entertain me specifically. So, again, I am biased because I'm a Batman fan, so... Fair enough. Uh, Mike Vermette, your thoughts on the Lego Batman movie? And the same question, uh, better, worse, or equal to the Lego movie, in your opinion? Well, I will start by saying that I absolutely fucking hate the Lego movie. What? I, like, hate Ooh. every single solitary second of that movie. Except You're the reason that film did not get nominated for an Oscar, buddy. Holy God. Except for maybe the Batman parts. The Star Wars part? The Millennium Falcon part? You didn't like that part? I like that. Yeah. There were, there were certain references that I liked and certain characters that popped up. But Will Arnett's Batman is definitely the one that shone through the most. Uh, it was fun seeing him interact with Superman. It was fun seeing him interact with the other characters. But overall, God, I hate that movie. Um, <laughs> I think it is boring as sin, and I just couldn't stand it. Oh my wow. God, I feel so. To be cool. fair, let me let me say, 
as this caveat, I also hate Legos like the physical Legos. You definitely stepped on one too many Legos in your lifetime. <laughs> Parents, like when like, you know, relatives would be like, let's be cheap and give Mike a box of Legos for Christmas. I would be so pissed, and I'd be like, "Why? Why give me this?" Lego. Well, first off, Legos aren't cheap. <laughs> Seventy nine dollars in the nineties. Come on, <laughs> man. I wanted to get a. I wanted to get a, a Death Star, which we call. They were like one hundred and fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah, they didn't have like the thousand dollar Death Star Lego. They had like you know red, blue, and yellow like bucket of Legos. <laughs> when I was a kid, he's working out some childhood tensions here. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So anyway, <laughs> I loved Lego Batman. Yay! <laughs> it was a movie totally made for me, kind of like what DJ said. Um, as a comic book nerd, it is totally in my wheelhouse. I thought Will Arnett was fantastic. The jokes fly at you fast and furious. Uh, the pop culture references and Easter eggs. I loved how we stuck Daleks in there without actually calling them Daleks. Yes. We call them, like, British robots. Ask your British friends. <laughs> um, I love how, like, Agent Smith has a blink and you'll miss him cameo. Oh, God, he's, he's good, too. <laughs> uh, there was so much stuff in this movie that I just loved. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. I thought all of Batman's villains, like his rogues gallery, is represented in, like, the best possible way, and probably the best way that they've been represented since, like, the animated series. Even, like, older villains, too, that a lot of people would not understand the reference to. Oh, my God, Calendar Man, Condor Gentleman King. Ghost is in this movie. Gentleman yes, Ghost. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I loved how when they were announcing all the Rose Gallery, they're like, you know, you might not know half these people, but Google them. They're real villains. <laughs> they're real people. Condor Man King, I remember from the animated series, and I was like, I, I, I don't... How did you even dig this up? This is probably the most one of the most throwawayest episodes of Batman the Animated Series ever, and they found him. But uh, yeah, it's awesome. It's fantastic, and I mean, it's good for adults. It's good for kids. It's just great across the board. So I was a huge fan of the Lego Movie, unlike a lot of other people, and I think Lego Batman Movie is on equal ground. Um, with that movie. I wouldn't say it's better and I won't say it's worse because once again, it's like this is an unexpected hit that I did not expect to do well because let's just face it, any movie with Legos just seems like a bad idea. However, based upon this film, I mean, we got the trailer also for the, uh, what's it called? The Lego Ninja, Ninja Go or something like that. Ninjago, yeah. Ninjago, yeah. Um, I'm, like, really on board with these movies now. I'm really on board with the animation style. I'm, I'm on board with the humor at this point. And I think that the humor in this movie worked better because it was appealing to that nostalgia factor and also my love for uh, the Batman character. Maybe not as strong as, as you two, but as someone who did grow up watching the animated series, uh, has seen all the Batman movies, I am going to say, and I'm going to ask you guys this as well, I'm going to say for right now, this is my second favorite Batman movie of all time, Behind the Dark Knight. <laughs> okay, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa yeah, we're getting, a, we're getting a little crazy. Slow, but slow. You're, you're going to have, have your chance. I know you want to get nuts. Let's not get too nuts. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, but really, like this contains like some really jaw-dropping animation. It's got some unexpected moving moments in the movie, like I was saying before, in regards to the relationship between Joker and Batman, which I feel that this movie, even though it's a joke no pun intended, mm. it's something that works better than most of the iterations I've ever seen before. And you know what's even more important than that? These guys, the people behind this movie, they understand the character of Batman. 
They understand his psyche, his motivations, and that comes across so wonderfully in this movie. The idea of just sheer loneliness and how they hone in on that and how it's offset by uh, Michael Sarah's uh, dick who comes into the movie, who, by the way, does the best gosh giddy excitement voice of anybody in Hollywood today. I <laughs> thought that was like perfect casting to have Michael Sarah play. Uh, the orphan Dick Grayson. It was amazing. <laughs> oh my god, he's the best Robin since Burt Ward. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. Absolutely, he might incredible. be the best Robin of all time. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis, I thought was fine. Uh, I, you know, there, there was not a moment in the movie where I said to myself, "Oh, that's an iconic Joker" or anything like that. It, like it was fine. Ray Fiennes uh, plays Alfred in this movie, which I thought was also a, a, a fine choice. Nothing really showy or anything like that, drawing attention to itself. However, I, I did feel like they missed a huge opportunity to play around with the fact that they had Voldemort in this movie. Right, right. And they didn't have Ray Fiennes voice Voldemort, you know, for a movie that's so self-aware and so self-referential about what it is with all these inside jokes. Um, I found that to be a little bit of a missed opportunity there. But, like, we're nitpicking at this point. Yes. You know, kids will laugh at every single joke in this movie, I think. Whether they understand it or not, they'll laugh at stuff like Batman's butt or uh, the lack of tights on Robin. (laughs) While adults will laugh about the things that we're laughing about or the Suicide Squad uh, jabs that they take in this movie. I mean, there are so many... So many funny moments, and it appeals to everybody on such a mainstream level that sometimes I feel that the humor does not always land as a result because it is trying to be too broad. Um, But, like I said, nitpicking aside, this is still a very, very, very enjoyable, fun, good time at the movies. Whether some of the jokes uh, work for you or they don't, because they come so fast and because they're so frequent – there's a really good ratio here of the jokes working in your favor. I mean, when the first joke in a movie is him saying, black, everything <laughs> begins with black. I was sold. I was on this movie already. I was like, that is the perfect way to open up the flip film. I, oh, my God. Incredible. I think I think they needed more. This is like a Blade Runner conversation. I think they needed more Batman narration. <laughs> His narration is perfect, man. I could hear. Oh, Will, it was I, so good. I could hear Will Arnett do Batman like all day. I think he was on a British show like yesterday, and he was called. He called in a toy store as Batman. Yes, so and it's funny, so hilarious. Because he's he. I, I, it's more of a better question because this is not to throw off your show here. I think who's the better Batman? Who the top five? Because oh wow. I think he's jumped a couple guys after this movie. For I mean, going in, yeah, I don't think he was even in my top uh, top three, and I think he's jumped some people. So yeah, okay, I'll I'll answer that by saying while I think he does a incredible Batman, mm. the problem I have is that he does the same exact voice for the Bruce Wayne character. It's subtly different. Well, and you also got to remember, this isn't live action, so it's really tough to make the comparison here. So all you have to go on is the voice. And since there is no distinction in the voice, I think he does a great Batman. I don't think he even attempts to do a Bruce Wayne. He probably does more of a Bruce Wayne in the Lego movie than he does in this movie. because it's- But is that attributed to Will Arnett or is that attributed to the animators that animate the facial expressions and the move- body movements? You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like I can't credit it towards Will Arnett in that, in that instance. Right, right, right. But I, I see where you're going with this. And I, 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 I can tell you right now, as far as iterations of Batman are concerned – I think this version of Batman, I guarantee they're going to do another movie oh, yeah, uh, based around him easily. 
I think this version of Batman's going to become somewhat iconic. Yeah. I mean, he was iconic after Lego Movie. <laughs> so he was, no he was, more parents. <laughs> people were putting him up there with the other Batmans after Lego Movie. He's like a supporting character. Now he got this, where it's all him essentially. Uh, I mean, I, I think I still go Keaton Conroy, but uh, he's he's climbing, man. He's right. I would probably put him in a tie with Affleck at this point, just because you know Affleck is a live action. He gets to do more stuff. But it's just, as terms of entertaining the hell out of me, his Batman's great. Yeah, Kevin Conroy is still the definitive Batman yeah. voice for me. Mm-hmm. Who do you guys think, other than Will Arnett, uh, gave probably the best voiceover performance in the movie? <sighs> oh, man. I, I, I get, I mean, I want to say Rosario, uh, but I mean, I've been used to hearing Rosario do Wonder Woman for a couple years now. So it wasn't like surprise. She didn't like shock me. Going in, I was angry. Not angry, but it was more like, oh, man, Zach Galifianakis is the Joker. I, I don't know if that's going to work. Is that really? He's not really, again, doing anything Joker-like when he's talking. But it right. works in the movie. Like, coming in, I was like, oh, okay, now I understand why you got Zach Galifianakis. Because he need, you need somebody as sharp as him to go back and forth with Batman. So he doesn't have time to be doing, like, a, a ledger Joker or anything like that. So it, 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 I think it made sense. So I probably lean towards Zach Galifianakis for convincing me as the movie was going on any um any nitpicks any flaws anything i mean i i feel like i'm the only one that somewhat trashed this movie to a certain degree um <laughs> even though i absolutely love it um did anybody have any quibbles or anything like that while watching the movie so if i had any issue with it it is with zach galifianakis really okay i didn't think he was particularly memorable as the joker um i thought he was kind of I don't know, like one note. Like I didn't think there was anything that he did that, like, if I close my eyes, that I'd be like, "Oh, that's the Joker." Mm. You know, he looked like the Joker because he was the Lego version of the Joker, but he didn't. First of all, it didn't sound like the Joker. He didn't no. laugh. I don't think at all in the movie, um, which was kind of strange. And he didn't put on like a like a voice. He didn't like have a take really on it. He's very bland. I think he's very one note. Um, yeah, he's my biggest issue. I think he's the biggest weak point, the biggest sore thumb for me with that movie. Interesting. Uh, DJ? Uh, nitpicks, I would say, somebody was asking me as I came out, what, why didn't Batman just call the Justice League? <laughs> why, why does he get the villains? But then I was like, well, Batman is a loner. He would, especially after they essentially, spoiler alert, dissed him. Uh, and the thing is, I was, that was the only kind of like logical loophole in the movie where I was kind of like, why is call Superman or whatever but well yeah when the bat signal shines in the sky I thought for sure that's exactly what was about to happen you bring in these uh, super good guys to face off against these super villains um and of course, that makes room for a suicide a Suicide Squad joke which I I totally appreciate uh, because that movie is complete crap but you know but they didn't do that and I found that to be weird as well I, I thought that was like where the logical storytelling moment was going but i guess maybe they're saving us a moment like that for a sequel of some sort possibly. right right i mean the, the the advertisement had them together in which they didn't use in the movie which kind of head faked me because that's what like you're saying i was like well, eventually the justice league will show up and then we'll have a uh, superman will probably get killed by voldemort in like two seconds because superman is not immune to magic but then when that didn't happen i was like oh well yeah batman probably wouldn't call him because he's batman he doesn't <laughs> He doesn't, he doesn't really have them come and solve Gotham problems all the time. They were yeah. too busy having a dance party. With the They're having friends. a dance party. You know, Wonder <laughs> Dog was, it was on the ones and twos over there. So, Oh, man, the twins. Uh, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> 
I think I saw Apache Chief in there somewhere. He was in there. <laughs> A lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of fringy Super Friends characters are run, running around. That uh, I thought I think I was the only person in my theater that got like that they were the Super Friends and not right? like, really the Justice League. Well, like Christopher Reeves's Superman is what they modeled everything Superman, like the Fortress of Solitude yeah, from the '78. I mean, the the John Williams scores is uh, Marlon Brando showing up. Marlon Brando shows yeah. up. Yeah, the, the John Williams scores is uh, uh, doorbell. It's just, <laughs> so, that's awesome. That which is great. <laughs> oh, by the way, how about the uh, Iron Man sucks? Reference, <laughs> which they, they they hid that from the trip the trailer because the trailer is Batman. But I, I, I was sitting there like, man, they took they took two jabs at Iron Man in this movie. I also really really appreciate. I love that the ninety years of this character um, and all the different iterations are considered canon for this movie. Right, right, which right. I thought was smart and a lot of fun. I like. There's a moment where. Ray Fiennes is telling uh, Bruce about like all the times that he's saved the city, and they're showing like iconic images from all the past <laughs> Batman movies, and I and, like recreated Lego style, and I was Except just for the in... '60s Batman, '60s, which was awesome. But don't worry, you had you got you had Alfred wearing the '60s Batman outfit in the movie. But I love how the only one that was live action was the '60s Batman that he's like dancing around. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's entertaining. It has to be taken as itself. It's so entertaining, 60s Batman. The, <laughs> you can't alter shark, 60s the Batman. The Batman shark repellent made a cameo. Fin- yes. Had a, the, the Batman shark repellent has one of the best arcs <laughs> in cinema history. It does. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Finally gets used. Finally for a good purpose. Another thing I thought was a missed joke, but I mean, who am I? I'm not a comedian. But what, it, the scene that the shark in Jaws is named Bruce, I thought there was going to be a joke there. But they didn't. They did, they just, I think he's just called Shark in the day, in, in the credits. Yeah. <laughs> after after Martha, they want to stay away from. Yeah. <laughs> That's my. Why did you say that name? <laughs> Martha. I'm why Bruce. Did you say that? I'm Bruce. <laughs> That's my name. <laughs> oh man. Um. So let me ask you guys this now, in terms of just getting serious about the character and about how the story decides to tackle uh, Bruce Wayne slash Batman, what did you guys think of the story arc here in terms of family uh, centering in on his loneliness? Uh, Did you guys feel like that was handled well? Did you guys think that there was any room for opportunity there? Do you think they knocked it out of the park? I I liked it. I mean, it it was hard for me to, like, uh, I don't want to say care, but, like, Focus more in it. Well, one, it's not really like a hidden theme or anything. They hit you over the head with it from the beginning to the end. But you're just, I'm, I was just so entertained. I'm waiting for the next joke. And I'm like, okay, the, the, the whole thing with, uh, they kind of save it when he's trying to apologize to Barbara. And that part was, I thought was very, he's like, I am so, that, that stuff. I thought that was really good. The arc with him and Dick was okay. Uh, I just, you know, because we've seen this arc a zillion times with Batman, more on a serious level. So for it to work comedically, I I thought was fine. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you. Uh, I think, like, the story was something that I really didn't care about. (laughs) That was kind of okay. I was totally cool with that. Um, I was more interested in, like, the animation and all the the references and the sight gags um, and the jokes that were coming, like, Fast and Furious than the actual plot itself. I thought it was kind of flimsy, like, you know, but, um, no, I think it's, it's, you know, really funny. And like, I did, I did like the arc that he had, that he goes from being this, you know, bad loner and he's mean to kind of being friendly and happy and like wanting a family kind of reluctantly. 
That's probably what's going to hurt it in the Oscar season because the Oscars have shown that it Wreck It Ralph they don't like references Lego Movie they don't like references and this movie is essentially in that same ballpark and then maybe they were like well the 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 plot was flimsy it was funny but it's just joke after joke so oh my god you just you just answered the reason why Deadpool did not get a single Oscar nomination I think yeah that, it's, a, it's, it's just it's just references that they they want the plot to to shine through you I mean. Typically, I'm not a, you know, Oscar, you know, know-it-all or anything, but that's what it seemed to me. The pattern seemed to be like, why the heck did Wreck-It Ref- Ralph that win be- Best Picture to Brave of all movies? Is this because, you know, I guess they were following the theme of a mother-daughter over, a, a, to me, a better theme of I wanted to be a bad guy can actually do something good. It, same thing with the Lego movie, same thing with this movie. I, well, I, 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 my fingers are crossed here. I don't know what's going to happen, but it just seems like, I, I hope it gets an Oscar nomination, but I would not hold my breath. Well, let's segue that into then. Uh, final thoughts, great out of 10. Uh, the Oscar potential, which you've already started talking about here, DJ, so I'll start mm. with you. And I am also going to ask you all to rank the Tim Burton, Christopher Nolan, and because I don't want to do every single Batman film of all time, we'll stay Burton, Nolan, and this movie. Uh, oh, and Joel Schumacher, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. Uh, rank those movies uh, with Lego Batman in there for me. Uh, me, eight and a half out of ten. I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I, I need more of it. Make more of these movies. Hurry up. Come on, guys. Come on, Christmas Cake. Get, get back in the lab. And if I had to rank uh, the <laughs> rank the Batmans, I guess Dark Knight's number one automatically. Uh, 89 Batman's my number two. Uh th- Man, Batman Begins is probably number three, then Lego Batman, then Dark Knight Returns or Rises, and then you can just take the Schumacher movies and just dump them in a garbage fire. No, no, Batman Returns, and then dump the Schumacher movies in a garbage fire after it. Batman Robin, of course, is the last. <laughs> Freeze in hell, Batman! <laughs> Freeze in hell, God. Batman. One of the greatest lines of all time. <laughs> Oh my God! What killed the dinosaurs? Oh, the Ice Age! Don't don't get me started, Maddie Negs. I don't want to start think, thinking about this movie. Yeah, I was in a good place. Okay. <laughs> All right, Mike Vermette. Final thoughts on the movie? Great out of ten. Oscar potential for best animated feature and rank the Batman films. Well, since I've you know talked up to death how much I love this movie, mm-hmm. I just want to touch on that I saw this movie in four D. And uh, I thought it was really cool. You were, and it, you were in the movie? Was that what 40 is? You, you actually be in the movie? <laughs> pretty much. I mean, it was pretty cool because, like, the seats actually, like, move and stuff. So mm-hmm. you were kind of, like, immersed. Like, when he's driving the Batmobile around, you're whipping back and forth. Um, you know, it's, it's raining on you. It's snowing on you. There's, like, lightning effects in the theater. Um, it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. And I thought for this kind of a movie, it added a lot to it. If it was a movie I was going to be really focused on the plot and what was going on, it would be pull me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But for this kind of a movie where you're just kind of hanging on for the ride, it was totally worth it. And totally, anyone listening to this should go check it out in 4D if you possibly can. It's worth the extra ticket price. Um, yeah, I think it's awesome. I loved it. Um, Oscar potential, I hope it gets nominated. I think if for anything, it should be for like a, some kind of a screenplay. I think the screenplay is amazing. Yeah, uh, they adapted it better than almost anyone has adapted Batman ever. So Zack Snyder, <coughs> sorry. Oh my God, fuck sorry, Zack Snyder. My, my, I had something in my throat there. I apologize. Uh, as far as ranking the movies go, I mean, Dark Knight's obviously number one. Um, number two is going to be a little bit of a cheat, and I would say Mask of the Phantasm is my second favorite. 
Oh, wow. I, how come I always forget about that? It was theatrically released. He is correct. Oh, man. Um, so that would be number two. Uh, from there, it would be probably 89. Batman Begins, Batman Returns, uh, Dark Knight Rises, I guess. Uh, and then probably this one. And then maybe Batman vs. Superman after that. Oh, I didn't even count that. And then all the Schumachers <laughs> on the bottom. Because <laughs> they all suck. They all suck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Batman and Robin's last, I guess. So what's your grade out of 10, Mike? My grade out of 10, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. I really, really, really like this film. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm aligned with you on this. I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. I think the voiceover work is uh, pretty phenomenal with a few moments, uh, parts here and there that are... Um, you know, serviceable, but not really huge standouts. Uh, like you said, Zach Galifianakis doesn't really, I feel like, do much to make his Joker iconic. But Will Arnett, though, really knocks out of the park. I think Michael Sarah is absolutely perfect casting for the role of Robin here. I like the film's tone. I love its self-referential jokes. I love that it appeals to both kids and adults. However, there are certain times where some jokes, kids are just not going to understand it. And there are times where um, adults are not going to laugh at the more kid-centric uh, jokes. So, I mean, I understand trying to appeal to a broad audience in that sense. But there were moments in the movie where I felt like it was kind of dragging because I found myself maybe not laughing for uh, portions of the movie where everybody else was laughing, but I just wasn't. And after laughing so consistently throughout, um, when you have those lull moments, it kind of like just drags the movie down for me. Um, I, and I also did feel like, you know, as a result, it felt maybe a tad bit overlong at a certain point because there felt like there was this um, climax in the movie and then you had um, the final, I guess you could say, fight, quote-unquote, and it just all seemed like it was, I don't know, it just felt like it was maybe, it just didn't flow well, I guess is the best way I could say it. Uh, but with that said, though, 8 out of 10, the Oscar thing is so tricky. I, I, I have it in, you know, for a prospectable best animated feature slot right now at this very moment. And I think it deserves to be in there, but I don't know how much of that is my nostalgia and love for uh, the Batman character and this world and all these characters. It just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. I If it didn't happen for Lego Movie, I struggle to say why would it happen for this. So I want it to happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. What Pixar movie comes out this year? <laughs> uh, uh, cars... Oh, my God, Cars. Oh, so. God, please don't give it to anything else. Anything yeah. other than Cars. I don't know, man. They're, they're going a very dark route with this movie, it looks like. So, mm. who knows? Yeah, Maybe I hated I the first two Cars. This one actually doesn't look too bad. I saw the trailer last night. I'm like, wow, this looks okay. If Lightning McQueen dies, I will change my tune. If that does <laughs> not happen. <laughs> and as far as uh, Reagan the Batman movies is concerned here, I would say The Dark Knight, number one. The Lego Batman movie, number two. Wow, over Batman Begins in 89. Oof. You're yeah. out of your mind. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I, I think I might be slightly out of my mind. Uh, Batman Begins is number three. Batman Returns is number four. 89, Batman number five. The Dark Knight Rises. Then Batman Forever. Then Batman and Robin. 
Uh, Batman v Superman is is on it's not the a movie. freaking it's, bottom. It's, it's, I, not a, it's not a movie. It's not a movie. Ugh, I hate count. that movie so much. <laughs> oh my god, it's way better than the Schumacher films. <sighs> like light years better. You know what? Come on, yes, give me you are correct break. with that. If that's the case, and if that's what we're comparing it to, yeah, I would put it above those two. But I'm not putting it above any of the other ones. Absolutely not. So uh, I have a different opinion on that movie than most, so it's fine. Yeah, it, it's it, it is fine in your world. It's not fine in mine. So, <laughs> well, you, you must be talking about the extended cut where they actually decided to add the parts of the movie that worked to make the movie actually feel like a movie, not the theatrical. Like Batman's cut. ass, the bat butt, uh, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, DJ, tell them where they can find you on the internet. Uh, SimplicityReviews.net at Simple Tweeters is our show Twitter handle. Uh, At Simply Gramming is our Instagram handle. I'm I'm personally at uh, Trying to Be DJV, and uh, you can search for us at Simplicity Reviews on iTunes and Stitcher and all the other stuff. And you can uh, find our Batman podcast uh, coming up in the next uh, week and a half. I have to say, um, as far as somebody that has uh, followed you guys now for quite some time, I absolutely adore the work that you guys put out on oh, thank you, man. the podcast, uh, Twitter handle, like literally everything. You're the, the one. The, okay, thank you. <laughs> the jokes, the humor, everything that you guys put out there, um, it just there, there's like a camaraderie feeling that you get when you're listening, especially to your show, um, that you just want to be a part of. So people, I urge you to definitely check out their show and check out more of their work. As DJ Valentine said, uh, there's going to be more to come in the future. Mike Vermette, where can I find you on the internet? As always, you can find me on Twitter at VampDT89. And you can find me at Next Best Picture on Twitter. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, where you can subscribe to us on TuneIn, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and Player FM. Be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, Let us know your feedback. We would most certainly appreciate it. And with all of that said, hopefully this movie does get an Oscar nomination. Probably won't, but let's hope it does. (laughs) And so as we, you know, just move on with this season, we will see you all next time. Hey there! I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.